0: Ever quit a job, ever redefine yourself within one, ever started something one big, or failed? Quit is a call-in show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. It's Friday. If you want, you can call in. 512-518-5714. It's November 1st. You know how I know it's November 1st, Hattie Cook?
1: How do you know that?
0: Because this place is trashed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the laughter you hear in the background is a good friend of mine, Anthony Armenderas. He is the co-founder of Fun Size and uh, shares this office space with us and one of the people who helped trash it last night. It's actually <laughs> looking much better now
1: he's a, he's than it ha- did. Uh, yeah.
0: Anthony looks much better now than he did as well. He
1: had his coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah you should see Natalie though. Oh my gosh, she's now trashed. I thought she recovering. Is she all right? Is she going to be all right? I think she's okay. Like, should we worry? Should we call somebody? Or is she going to be? We should prank call her. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we could, actually, we could do that. <laughs> you know, we could. Let's do it. We'll 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 work on that uh, throughout the show today. We were going to have Schlock on the show uh but it, it it turns out that uh not only couldn't uh, couldn't he well he could have been here in person but instead of being here in person he was going to Skype in and then he sounded like crap because he was using an iPhone headset so podcast podcast 101 tips as i work on my next uh you know podcast equipment guide never never use an iPhone headset to call in anything what about an Android headset? That's <laughs> maybe better, maybe worse. It's still in the same league Not of quite awful. Sure. It's still in the same okay. league of awful. So no phone headsets. No phone headsets of any kind are advised. So if you would... Uh, and Moises is freaking out because he, he scheduled a show at noon. <laughs> you know, Moises is this a is smart gonna guy. This is going to be a very
1: short quiz. He's a smart guy, but he should
0: know better than to schedule a show right up after me. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. So... Anthony came in today, even though we were out super late, partying cra- like crazy here at, uh, at Bat City Studios. And he came in anyway, and he says, oh, I wanted to be on quit. And he said, damn, what's your topic today? And I said, I, whatever you want to talk about, dude. Whatever you want to talk about. And you know what? I was thinking about this, actually. The, r- the real answer is, by the way, if you want to call in, we may take some calls. We may not, because we've got some. I do have some topic ideas. 512-518-5714. Is a number that you're going to want to dial. We may take some calls. We may just call Natalie. We should call her.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: do it. We could do that. I just have to disconnect from the Ansible. <laughs> and uh, could you, we have a pen. We don't, we don't have anything have a, to write down. Write down her number. Okay. And I'll, oh, yeah. I'll dial her I'm up. Gonna, I'm going to have to look it up because right. I don't know it by memory. Yeah, isn't that weird? We don't know phone yeah, numbers. Yeah, I know. Anymore. I'm like, what? Isn't Hand that me that
1: little post
0: it. No, that's our special post it. I, I still You did such my... a nice job. I don't want something else I did. Else I did do it. a
1: nice job on it.
0: You really did. I don't want to ruin that. So write that down. we had this Halloween party last night and I was, I was looking at this and so here's, here's, what we. Can, how much uh, disclosure can I have uh, on this, uh, Anthony? How much can I talk about well, our conversation about the office and the space and all that? Can I, can I tell the whole story? Can I say everything? Yeah, I think so. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. Are you, are you positive? Well, I mean, what would you want to hold back? Nothing. I just, you know, I think it's it's interesting some of the challenges that you guys are facing and, and what's different now over the last year, because FunSize is a year old. Dude.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, when I, the last time that I was on quit. You were saying it's a year ago. It I was, it was last, it, really been? it was last October wow. and I had just quit Evernote
0: and it was just me. Yeah. It was just you and you were I talking to Natalie about coming on board and yeah. she was going out to San Francisco. Okay. So, and you were
1: the first uh, first guest on Quit we ever had, I believe, right? That
2: might be
0: true. Because of that. That might be true. I think I was on episode one or two. One I or two, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So yeah. So basically, over the last year, you guys have gone from uh, you and, and your wife, just you, to you and your wife, to now how many people do you have working in total? They don't have to be full time, but just how many people do you have coming and going on, uh, in your company? Eight. Eight people now, including you or? Including. Okay. Yeah. What an amazing growth. And you're not, you're not, you have not hired all these people full time, right? That's right. And you use them on project to project basis. But a lot of the time you might have at any one given time, what, at least five or six people in and around. Yeah.
2: uh, At at least six. Uh, The last couple of months with, you know, Brooklyn Beta and XOXO and all the conferences, we had to scale up a little bit more to make sure there was coverage. So that I could actually go to the conferences. Right.
0: And you were telling me just the other day that your job has been shifting and you made a realization about that.
2: Yeah. It's, um, so I guess in a way I kind of quit being a designer and started,
0: right. The, you started a company so you could be a designer right. and a year later you you've quit yeah. that job.
2: Well, I think the, you know, I'm work, I've, we've brought on people that are more talented than myself. And I realized that my, my job is to design a company culture for them. Mm hmm. Design the engagements that they work on, make sure we get good projects, mm-hmm. make sure design the the, uh, the environment that the client interacts with us in and make sure that they're lo- liking or loving, hopefully loving the experience that they're having with us. So I've become a designer of everything but what we're doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing because that for many people can be a very difficult decision. It can be a very difficult transition because the thing that you, uh, you started the company to do, you're no longer doing, you've basically hired people to do the job that you thought you were going to do. And for a lot of people, they reject this. A lot of people say, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll pick on a a friend of mine, Dan Cederholm. years and years ago when he and I were doing corked, uh, you know, I remember we were being, you know, sort of, oh, maybe company wanted to purchase, purchase us. We actually had three or four kind of offers out there. And I w- I remember saying to him, like, wouldn't it be great to have a whole bunch of people working for us? And, and like we could go and, and like focus on these cool ideas and start. And then these other people could could build them out and we could, you know, be great to build these teams. And he said to me, he's like, I don't really want that. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, I really just like being mostly just one person doing really cool designs. Like that was what he was fascinated by and challenged by. And now that he has dribble, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting because he really is the dribble designer guy. Like he's doing that. I'm sure he's doing a lot behind the scenes that we don't know about business and otherwise, but He's still like doing the design stuff. He just doesn't have to worry as much about clients as he used yeah. to. But his he didn't he was resistant to that. Whereas for me, it was like I I can do code, but I know there's lots of better people than me. What I like is really the business side. Is that was that your thought going into this? That that's what no. you wanted to do?
2: <clears throat> no, in fact, I actually struggled. I I still struggle with this. Uh, when we started, um, pretty quickly after we moved into this office at Bat City. We realized that we were going to have to hire our first employee, mm-hmm. and I reject. I mean, I I fought on this stuff forever, and you know you, you have these feelings of remorse because you feel like you're not doing enough design heavy lifting. You're, you're not you're not carrying the you know pushing the needle as much. But the reality is, a lot of the, a lot of the guys and girls that work with us don't want to be out there getting the business. And it, and, it, and I realized very quickly that I'm the I'm the one that had the connections, the rolodex, the know-how to mm-hmm. go out there and control what we work on. Because if we're not proactive about it, then we're going to be reactive and just taking projects that come in. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to have some kind of um, way of going after things that we really want that the team really wanted to do. And. Um, But I, you know, I still, I still battle with it a lot. You know, you know, I'll ask the team, is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can do? Sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. Mm -hmm. And I'll be involved in design meetings in, you know, and I can provide very specific visual design or interaction design feedback. And I'm involved in all the client meetings. But the last time that I designed anything was probably four months ago. Really? And I was at a conference and, um, there was a guy named Peter that I met that runs a company called barrel in New York. And he told me in conversation that he has learned to love the fact that he's designing relationships and engagements. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because that was the exact way that I had been talking about it internally with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I had a conversation with this person and I, when I came back, I realized, okay, well
0: it's time to just let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's tough. Letting go is a tough thing. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's always a challenge if your job changes, but it's somehow even weirder because, and I hear this all the time from people, especially in creative fields, as opposed to, I'm doing air quotes, business fields, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like I, I know, uh, I know a number of people who have referenced on the show before who like they, they were looking for a good business opportunity or they had a neat business idea or they're good at Business, whatever that means, businessing, businessing, and or they're good at starting companies. And for them, it's like, oh, this is an interesting space to be in. I looked at the competition, and there wasn't much, or they were doing things wrong. I thought I could do it better. I entered that space. I started a company, and now look, look where this company is gone. You know, right. and and because I'm good at starting and running companies, I entered a space that I thought I could win at, and I won in that space without necessarily caring about the space or being passionate about the space and then look at somebody like you who's incredibly passionate about this thing that you do and you're very good at this thing that you do and you realize that maybe you're better at the business side of it i listen to you on your sales calls you're walking around here you're now you're traveling out around visiting clients having them come in and like you're good at that too maybe maybe you're better at that i I think
2: i am better at that and I talked to another person that runs a design business, and he was asking me about how I felt about the fact that I'm designing the whole situation. And his response was, as business owners, we could do anything we wanted to do. We can micromanage people. We could work late if we want. We could work in the morning if we want. We could create tasks. But his theory is that at the end of the day, we really start working on the things that we want to work on. Right. And because I because like,
0: you could have hired a yeah.
2: salesperson yeah, exactly. to do the sales. Yeah. He said, if, if you really wanted to do the design, why did you hire all these talented designers? Like subconsciously you wanted to hire people to do design. Yeah. And I think that's, there's a lot of truth to that. I think, you know, it's a husband and wife business. There's right. a lot of things we have to think about. No,
0: But wait, is it a husband and wife business?
2: Cause you've got eight people now. Well, when does it stop being a husband and wife business? I mean, Natalie and I make all the decisions together. Right. And it's still really important that our lives be balanced. Right. And if I tried to do all of the business development stuff, mm-hmm. plus design, mm-hmm. I'd probably never leave the office. And right now, a big part of our culture, and one of the reasons why we can attract the talent, is that we keep everyone, no one works more than 20 to 32 hours a week. And in order to maintain that balance of working 20 to 32 hours a week, you can't, there's no time for
0: you know, taking on more than you can chew. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's, that's a tough thing, but, uh, but you've been able to hire really good people and that's, what's been alluring to them. Yeah. You know, you've been able to say, I want the best designers. I want the best X, Y, Z and hire those people. And the way that you were able to hire them was, I'm guessing by what, and guaranteeing them hours and also guaranteeing them flexibility, because yeah. this is the thing with designers. They're very flaky. Designers are the flakiest out there because they, they, they are they're they're generally i'm talking about the good ones yeah if they're smart they kind of know they're good and then they are are kind of in this space where they're like well i'm good at what i do but i don't want to be tied down yet i want the good clients i want the good work i want to get paid well that's exactly right and and most designers are scared of business development right um or they're just disinterested they're put off by it so they need somebody like you who understands the design right and and Understands the way a designer works, but don't you get to the point where you're like, I just need these people to commit full time and and, yeah. and and be there. I mean, yeah. we we
2: the way that it's it's happened organically. It happened with no plan. We hired Rick, our first employee, mm-hmm. uh, because we really needed someone. And after eight months, you know, you can't live without that person. You realize that that person offers so much. It's irreplaceable. they not only their talents, but you know the way that they you know, think about the company and how proactive they are. You know, a lot of the, a lot of people that start with us will usually start at about 20 hours a week Mm -hmm. and scales up it it, with everyone. It's just happened that, you know, they started at that kind of capacity and end up scaling up. So now we're, now we're, we're in the process of trying to figure out how to bring on, you know, a couple of people full time and learning all the things that are involved in that, all the, paperwork and insurance and all all of that extra stuff right now everyone is 1099 contractors but they all feel like family Mm -hmm. they're they are the best in town i'm working with everyone in town right now i'd want to work with i don't think we'd ever want to be bigger than we are now and i you know you just i'm trying to remember if you said
0: the same thing when it was like you and natalie and like one guy helping out maybe i mean we
2: are. The intention was just for it to be Natalie and myself and Neil and maybe you know, that that was our vision. But you know, it's amazing because like you know, like we went to XOXO together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have never been able to do that if I didn't have a team. Yeah, it was the first time well, you in, couldn't say you guys handle this while yeah. while we go. It's the first time in my fifteen years of being a professional that I was actually able to go to an event that I was interested in without work
0: suffering. You know. The other thing that we were talking about, I better do a sponsor, Hattie. Do you want to do this? No, they like me to do it, or do you? can you do, do they
1: it? They like you to do it. All
0: right. It's hostgator.com. They're right here in Austin now. Yeah, Chris. they are. We should say hi to Chris. Hi, hi Chris. Chris. They gave us that little stuffed animal of the, of the gator. That's all it takes. You know what? They don't even pay for their sponsorships. They just gave us a stuffed animal to go on my Godzilla shelf, and that's it. They're sponsors. Actually, it's that's not really how it works. but they did give us t-shirts and stuffed animals and that does help. Uh, But they also have a really great service. And the reason that they can do things like make t-shirts and stuffed animals is because they have a really good service with customers who are really, really happy. Like one of my friends uh, on five by five, Bill Wadman, who hosts on taking co-hosts on taking pictures. He's been a customer there for like six or seven years. And that's something that's tough. Anthony, we can talk about that too is retaining, retaining a customer because sometimes that's more important than getting a customer, right? That's more important than getting a client. I think that's something you and I both deal with every day. Every day. Uh but these guys are real good at retaining. Why? Because they have really good services. If you're looking to start a website, they have monthly hosting plans, they have one-click installs, they got tons of other features that really help make getting a site set up super easy. And that's the thing. If you want a WordPress site, you want Movable Type, you want whatever, you want you know what? It's 2013. Let's have one click installs for everything. There none of this should be hard anymore. You're right. But if you're like me and you you want to write your own site in Rails because you're, you know, you're that kind of person, you can do that. You can do Python even if you're crazy and foolhardy. Just kidding. No, I'm not. But you can do that. They have shared hosting, they have VPSs, they have dedicated servers. The physical hardware that's just yours and nobody else's that you can configure any way you want, or you can use cPanel, or you can use whatever software you're familiar with. I went with their VPS for the stuff that I'm doing over there. But they guarantee no matter what you do, ninety nine point nine percent uptime no matter what you're doing over there. And uh, and basically it's 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 that simple. You show up, you create an instance, and you're good to go. And you also get unlimited disk space and unlimited bandwidth. So they have twenty four seven support real human beings who are technical and who know what they're doing. Just go over to hostgator.com. You will learn more. You will be happy. Stooge10, Stooge10 is the is the uh, coupon or the promo code that's going to get you 30% off. Makes it so cheap. So go check these guys out. Thanks very much to hostgator.com for supporting 5x5 and The Quit Show. So, now that you've got up to potentially eight people are they all here in austin yeah they are yeah and that that, was, that was a big shift too my why? last my last company we were all remote right
2: but we you know you guys invited us said, you know it's has space here's a space you can grow your company mm-hmm. in here's an office and it clicked like at first like when rick started working with us i was mm-hmm. telling natalie like why does he want to come into the office every day like i wasn't used to that Right, and like then, your employees were wanting to yes, come in. Yeah. And I didn't know how to deal with it because I was used to working alone right. in, my, in my home office. Yeah. But after being around these really super talented people, it changed my perspective on what it means to work. Mm-hmm. And it started making me want to wait, you know, when I'd wake up in the morning, but I can't, you know, I can't wait to work with these people. And it just so happens that, you know, there's a there is a lot of talented people. In Austin and, and we just kind of wanted to we wanted to build something in Austin for Austin you know yeah and and uh it just it just it just
0: but it was no there was no plan it was again it was all very organic yeah I mean it's it's really interesting because I remember a while back when you you know when you do wind up having people here in in a, a location it's one thing to just say oh let's meet there but there's something else especially because you know like and I, I don't know if it's it's an age or if it's a mentality or what, but people really do like other people. And, you know, especially when you're around other creative people, you want to bounce ideas, you want to talk. And and here's this book that just came out uh, from the folks at, uh, at uh, 37 Signals. The Remote book. Uh, yeah, Remote. And what's the, I'll put this into the show notes. It's, um, yeah, it's called Remote. It's the same folks that wrote Rework, New York Times bestseller, Jason Freed, David Hanemeyer Hansen. They made a few things you might have heard of, like Basecamp and Ruby on Rails and a few other things. And here's what they say, remote, office not required. As an employer, restricting your hiring to a small geographic region means you're not getting the best people you can. I disagree with that. As an employer, restricting your job search to companies within a reasonable commute means you're not working for the best company you can. Maybe that's true. Remote, the new book by 37 signals shows both employers and employees how they can work together remotely from any desk in any space in any place, anytime anywhere. I do agree with that. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. I don't think that it's inherently true uh, that you are you are not Getting the best talent if you have a specific area. I, I don't think that that's true. I think that in certain industries, it's possible to have people be remote. I was a big fan of being remote and of working with remote teams. And this book is absolutely very much, you know, an example of how you can do this the right way. And 37 signals guys know better than anybody how to make something like this work yeah. what i'm saying is i don't think especially if you live in a town like austin or san francisco you know what i'm saying if you live in in a in a in a place that attracts creative talent that there's huge pools of talent are you at a point where you're like we can't find enough talented people or is it more like how do we get the talented people that we want or, or what is it's, your challenge it's, it's more about
2: how do we get you know because designers are also thinking about this thing too, right they're thinking, well, I don't want to work in San Francisco, I want to stay in this whatever town mm-hmm. and work remotely yeah. right, yeah, and so part of it's a a tug, right you want them to come work for you and mm-hmm. you have to find ways to make them interested, maybe they've been burned out, i don't know, yeah, and so it's a it's a combination of really just flexibility, like with our guys like there's some people that would want to come into the office every day, and there's some that don't right, and there's some that want that need the ability to go. Um, work from another city because that's, you know, once or twice a month because that's where their girlfriend lives. Right, And, you know, we feel like the people we have are the best for us. And the the only thing that we can really do is accommodate with a maximum amount of flexibility, even though we're trying to get them to, you know, start coming in more to work with with each other. Because, sure, you can, you know, you can definitely have a remote business. I had one, you know, for three years and it was very successful but i only got to hang out with my teammates once or twice a year you know there was one employee we had that i only saw twice in three years Hmm. and i you know i want to enjoy the company of the people that i'm working with i want to be able to go to lunch and happy hour like and Mm -hmm. build these bonds yeah um and that was one of the reasons why we chose to do this you know natalie was working remote right and she had you know she told me like you know see, i've been in austin for a year and a half i have no friends i'm gonna go get a job just so i can make friends. right so i can meet human beings yeah. and
0: yeah yeah and i think i think it's you know there there are definitely people who are like i write and I'll i'll pick on the software developers now i write code and i get into the programming zone and I want to sit there and write and work. And I want to be left alone. And I don't want someone tapping me on the shoulder. I don't want to hear people in the next cube talking about, you know, gravity they saw last night. You know what I mean? Like, I want to sit down and work. And all of this other stuff is a distraction. Fine. But it doesn't seem like you're forcing people to come in. You're giving them an environment and saying, let's come and work together for this reason. Yeah. On this project, on this day. Yeah. And so what you you came to me and said... You know, Dan, okay, so uh, for people who are not, and there's probably more than one or two people in the audience uh, who have not been in this space, right, Hattie? I mean, you're... Yeah. The few people listening haven't been physically here to our office. Correct. Could you describe, because you're very spatially oriented and and also responsible for almost everything that we see out there, uh, can you please describe what (laughs) our office and layout uh looks like layout
1: uh well you come in how can, many rooms are in we, here we have it i would say it's one large open area and on each side there are there are three uh, offices on the right side and two on the left right um we have a little kind of printer fax enclave is what i'll call it and then we have a full kitchen that's off to the right side um the offices are all different sizes. We have one on the the side with the three offices that's larger, which uh, Natalie and Anthony are in right now. And then we've got a uh, middle office and then more of a kind of a conference room. Then we have our, um, this is kind of the five by five side with the uh, recording room and uh, your office. Right. So.
0: So we had, we had a lot of space that was yeah, used poorly.
1: Really poorly. We had the couch over kind of in the corner that, you know, when you're, when you're sitting there, your back is to the door and it things like just, that. It was, it was awful. bad feng shui. And, you know, and
0: everything's from Ikea.
1: And you, Anthony, you were saying that you kind of head down and work. Like that's your, that's your way that you work. So, and you're like, I want to come out of the office more. Like I'm always chained to my computer. Well, yeah. Because
2: I face yeah. the opposite direction. Right. right. So your you- back
1: is even to all yeah. the doors. Right. So <laughs> when you guys
2: are out in the, in the common
0: area you don't even social, know that we're i out don't know there. you're there right? yeah right. And if i were to be able to see you yeah. i might say hi or so right.
1: we're switching it all yeah. up. right
0: and so anthony and natalie came to us uh, and uh, they said let's go to the burger place so we went to the burger place and we were talking and they gave me a lovely uh, birthday gift and we were talking about the halloween party and then at the end of it they said you know listen uh we're not sure how long this space will will be able to work for us because we have grown from 2 people to 8 people and we'd like to have more and i said well i said we're not using the space out here well at all right like I no said, one ever may, sits in you it you may grow into your own space whether that's a month or 2 or 3 or 6 months or maybe never but who knows in the meantime until you until you're ready for that what can we do with this space to like change it up yep. because we haven't you know now with with the other folks that we're bringing in and everything else, so we're totally changing this up and what's interesting is you know the uh that is that thing is yeah, spin it spinning? up you know again. why because when i will edit all this out and yeah. post what uh uh you know when with pro tools when I turn up the thing if i watch look look how I'm watching yeah. this so look how fast that's going see uh, oh
1: so when you turn if I when you if speed I look, that up
0: if I speed this up whoa if I did that, the fans would go nuts see look at that. But if I go like this and barely have it moving, all that'll calm down.
1: Well, that's weird.
0: All right, give it a minute. Interesting. But we'll edit all that out post. Yeah. Anyway, you know, having a setup that's open like that, you know what it reminds me of very much or what we're kind of going after is studio mates.
1: Very much so, yeah.
0: You know, Swiss mess.
1: Well- I just think they that have the white so desks. They have successfully... everything all around the
0: edges. And, and now, so what we're doing now is we're creating this wonderful sort of open space. We're going to have the Thunderbolt displays up around the sides. We're going to have people can go. They, can, they really can bring nice. their lap because all your people have laptops. Yeah. And they just
1: connect to displays. They right? just
0: walk in and throw a Dan- display down, plug in they're done. They right. can work, oh, they want to work in that corner, they want to move over there, want to move yeah. over there, whatever they want to do. And well, And we you just want
1: plug this. into, we just yeah, that's plug into all laptops. Well,
0: yeah. I, I think it's
2: just that, you know, when, when we moved into this space, it was right before South by Southwest.
0: Right.
1: Oh right? my gosh, it was crazy. Right. And then
2: the the last, how long has it been? Like eight months, almost a year? Yeah. yeah. It's just been really busy for us and for you guys. So I think yeah. we we all got, like, got settled in and,
1: Right, we're like we need furniture to be able to sit <laughs> somewhere we, yeah. to eat. And we all realized <laughs> that what we need yeah. is different yeah.
2: from what we had. Maybe, maybe, but that's great though. You know, we just got we become a little bit closer with the space or understand how to use it. I think it. so too. Yeah. The only the exception of that one room over there. That's
1: such a weird room.
2: It's but I think you strange. guys are right. I think storage might be. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think it's uh, the changes that we're making. I think it's going to be an, uh, make an awesome difference because um, we'll have plenty of communal space for to hang out together or for you guys to hang out in yeah. or us to hang out and we'll have a conference room. Yeah,
0: yeah. So now, now it's room. going and so we're moving out of what was one of the smaller offices into the huge one. You guys are moving from the huge one into the taking over the whole space out there basically. But why am I saying this? I'm saying this because if you look at a company, if I had said to you, Anthony, a year a year ago, do you think in a year you will have the following eight people or six people working for you? And I named them off and I said, and this office that you're in now, you do, you, would that have surprised you? Or <laughs> would you have said I, that'll suck? Cause I want to be twice that big.
2: Well, do you remember what I told you when no. you asked me? Tell you know, me. So w- when, when Dan came to Natalie and I and made the formal offer for us to share the space with them, yeah. Uh, my response was okay, but I might only have enough money for three months.
1: Right, you're like that's yeah, all I I can that. commit to right now. I mean, I was
2: serious. Uh, Natalie and I were completely prepared to be burning through our personal savings account right. to do it. Right, and that
0: was yeah, I do. I remember that cut. You're like, here's how I think we can do our car payment, and you know, yeah. and like you, you had it figured out pretty pretty tight. You know, so my
2: concern was that you know it would only work out for a few months, and then we wouldn't be able to afford it. Anymore. Right, well. But, uh, Here's yeah. a year, and
0: now you're like, is this enough? Sp- if if we take over the half the common <laughs> area, do we have enough space? It's it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And you can't predict this kind of thing. I mean, I always, I I think it's always interesting when people go into a business, and and I mean, for me, you know, I was working alone out of my house for a long time, and then you know, my first producer worked out of, like, this spare room in my house for a while. And then, you know, Hattie, we looked for offices for a long how long? Time. Three months looking, home, yeah. like, every, like, two every or three day, offices yeah. every day. You guys looked for a long time. Yeah. When I first well, met you, you were looking. Yeah. a year later, and you're still looking. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's because we knew exactly what we wanted, or right. more like we knew what we didn't want.
1: Right, and everything was kind of this was, was, a, this of was a
0: compromise for us. It's a lot more yes. space than we wanted or needed.
1: But I think that that's actually turned out to be a good thing. Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, all of these are the kind. Now I'm a big and what's we, what we do here. We have people who are working remotely. Uh-huh. We have people who are editing the shows remotely. We're getting people who are going to be here physically to help out with things. And I think it depends so much on the industry as to whether or not. I mean, look, okay, Anthony, I'll let me throw this at you. Let's say there's this this great designer like uh the 37 Signals folks say the best talent. Yeah. And this person is in Ohio. Why they'd be in Ohio, I have no idea, but they're yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. Would you would you still hire that person or would at this point now with all of your uh, talent here in Austin would you be like we want you to move to Austin or would you say, we'll work remote, just come out for the meetings? How would you handle it? Well, we're not at the stage
2: yet where we can make relocation offers to people. Right. But if we found someone that was super talented, that really wanted to be in Austin, I think that would get us really excited because we are all, everyone that works at fun is completely excited about Austin. Mm -hmm. Austin has one of the best design communities I've ever seen. Best place ever. And I think we might work with that person remotely but they would never be a core part of the team it they would probably only ever be someone we consider a freelancer that works partial time right we, i don't think that would ever be a perm i don't think it would be a um uh, a permanent why not because not because that we i don't believe in that i just think that we really love being able to hang out mm-hmm. with these people i mean mm-hmm. everyone that we work with i mean we, you know like hanging out with they're all friends we can go have beers and food with them. And that's really important to me at this
0: stage. Because you've created – what you're saying is that you've if – if I'm if i hearing you right, is that you've built a culture as much as you've built a company. And this, this culture involves a social aspect, and that social aspect involves being able to, to do things with people in person. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's not – it
2: wasn't something that we intentionally decided – but I've real. I mean, now that you're asking me these questions, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about it, and for the first time, we we have worked with people that live in different cities, but mm-hmm. it's just too hard to get them into fund size. But partially because of the way we work, we don't have like structured projects with you know project schedules. We talk with our clients every day or two, you know, and it's just really hard to coordinate, mm-hmm. you know, like that.
0: And you were just talking the other day, uh, and one of the reasons that you need a conference room. Is because now you have Austin clients, yeah, and you have only had remote clients. That's that's right, and that's an interesting change too. It's interesting. We have, I think, one. We have one, uh, and it's HostGator, right, Hattie? I think we have one uh, local uh, sponsor, and that's it. I
1: think that uh, two, if you count Mutual Mobile.
0: Okay, but they're not active right now. Right, they're not. They're not. They they never like went to lunch with us. No. No skaters the only ones that, that went to... They, went they did
1: to, make us walk really far, though, to their car. That's crazy.
0: They made us walk... Oh, listen to this, Anthony. They <laughs> made <laughs> us walk all the, the way... Fr- okay, think of the domain. We're eating lunch at North. Mm-hmm. All the way from North, we had to walk all, all, the, the, way all, all the way... And this was, it was to hot like, that day.
1: You know, like California Pizza Kitchen. Past that, and then through the through Macy's.
0: Through the Macy's to the, the opposite end of the Macy's parking the, lot yeah. to get, like, three t-shirts. <laughs> wow, were they, Chris, great, were they great t-shirts? Well, they were pretty good.
1: Well, I feel like... They come from cities that like they may walk a I lot because they're like, Oh, in, it's just over there. Oh well, he
0: was from Portland, wasn't he?
1: They do walk in Portland. Yeah, don't
0: they? yeah. I'm like, this is Austin. Like, where's I was like, the car?
1: We're all getting in the car and going to drive like, if, over. If, to your if,
0: car. if I want to go and walk, like, I'll walk. I'm going on a walk now, and he's like, oh, we'll come to the car, and I'm like, all right, cool. Where'd you park? Oh, we're right over there. No, right he wasn't over there right over means there.
1: like ninety. This steps. is
0: Austin in the summertime. Right. Right. Chris, oh, yeah, come on, up. Chris. But they have like a golf cart shuttle or something. They yeah, need something. I don't know. Anyway. Well, at least you got a shirt. postgator.com. <laughs> anyway, you know, but these are, these are the kinds of, I think, very realistic challenges that are so hard to predict. It's so hard to predict this when you're starting a business. What's my business going to look like in a year? What's my business going to look like in three years, five years, ten years?
2: I don't know about you, but those are the things that keep me up at night, that cause me stress. Not the, not the craft or the service that I offer. But those unknown questions, you know, and yeah. trying to make sure you're doing it right, you know, or you can't, you can't pinpoint everything that's going to happen, whether it's money, finances, people. Ninety-nine percent of all the stuff that we're dealing with, I have
0: no clue how to deal with. How to? I've never been through it before. Um, so it's stressful. I mean, how does that? How do you deal with that kind of stress? I mean, it's. This is one of the things that you say. This is maybe a good stress to have. Is how do I how do I keep the talent happy? How do I keep the yep. customers happy? Uh, you know, but that, I mean, it, how do you deal with that? You have to have someone actually spending time doing
2: those things, because you can say, "Oh yeah, we have happy clients," but mm-hmm. if you don't have a if you don't have someone that has a role, a client service related role, or something like that, it's not going to happen. So that's one of the reasons why I'm embracing the change. My change mm-hmm. because I know that I can have time to spend with clients and with people and to nurture the culture right to you know make decisions about how we handle finance or hiring and benefits and all that kind of stuff there's because,
0: so I'm, I can just imagine there's people right now who are listening who are, who are saying to themselves that is exactly what I don't want to do, you know yeah. that is exactly what I absolutely want to avoid in a business. That actually means they need someone like you. Yeah. You know, there have been so, and I'm going to, you know, I know I pick on people. I'll pick back on designers uh, more so than developers. I have worked with so many designers who were super talented, but just had no idea how to run their own one person business, how to follow up. One mm -hmm. thing that was a super pet peeve of mine I would email somebody and I would write an email and I would ask them questions. And maybe I would send the email at, you know, 9 p.m. Not necessarily expecting an answer. Yeah. Maybe they, I was sending a bunch of emails at 9 p.m. And hopefully they would get them tomorrow morning, answer tomorrow morning. Sometimes this person in particular I'm thinking of would, instead of re- re- replying to my email, they would call me and leave a voicemail. Well, that's nice. Sometimes they would text. Or sometimes if I called them, I would say, you know, uh, here's a question. I'm Please call me back. I want to talk to you about it. They would email back. Like, uh, maybe I'm old fashioned, but if I call someone and say, please call me back, I'm actually wanting a call, not an email. Back. But you're not just saying yeah. that. Yeah. Right. It's not it's not like, hey, call me back. It's like, please call me back when you get this message. Right. Like, that means physically call me on the phone. Now or, people are like, you mean Skype? Right. But even Skype would have been yeah. fine. At least it's a voice. Or if I'm sending an email and I'm saying, you know, let, let me know what you think. And I break down three or four questions and I'm hoping that they're going to reply to the three or four questions yeah. like in the email with detailed responses. And then they like text me back. Yeah, I'm going to work on that later. You know, like that kind of yeah. thing. It's it, little things that have to do with correspondence and communication. I'm hiring them. I'm their client. But instead, they treat it like, oh, I'll get to it. Now we've got a a, a rails development company, Hattie, who who's here in town. You know who I'm talking uh, yes, about. Yes, yes. And we have a portal that that we put in front of our sponsors so that they can hear their spots right in the shows and in an oh, easy
1: way and it jumps straight. to A whole to bunch it of great awesome. great
0: things. That's why it's a, you should be a five by five sponsor. Five by five. The TV slash advertise. But one of our uh, one of our our sponsors came to us and said, you know what? been a little it's been a little wonky yeah it's been a little funky they're
1: like just letting you know
0: and like, we okay. forwarded that email to the developers who are not we are not have them on contract or retainer or anything no we just they did the project and they're out we forwarded it to them and they came back to us and they I mean, said, within
1: the like three minutes yeah of me sending the email they're like
0: <laughs> oh i think i know what this problem is i'm pretty sure I, we well, know first how to- they
1: gave me they're like while we're working on this Use this solution right away. Right, and we and I sent that off. Right, but then
0: they said to fix this permanently.
1: This is how we're going to have to and do it. It was, it.
0: They, it was not a problem. It was not their fault. It no, would no, no, just no. have to it do with like a, Chrome browser bug and right. other things like that. Mm-hmm. So they came back and said it will cost four hundred and eighty dollars. Right, like, here's through, the like, fix.
1: Here's the here's how much it's going to cost. Just say all you have to do is reply to this email and we'll start on it right, right.
0: away. That's what I want. I want that, and yeah. you know what? I can say I could I could say four hundred eighty bucks. That's outrageous. Screw you, right? Or I can say that's cheap. Let's Get it do done. it. And yeah. so we wrote him back and said, "Please do it." Yeah, right. And you know, but that's the kind of communication. And, and I'm not saying we're perfect. We're we're terrible at getting back to people because we're swamped. That's why we're hiring like two people, three people. But to me, the the fast response, the communication, the follow through, is all all so important and you've seen that anthony is as, as like that's the part of the business that you've kind of grabbed hold of and said this is the part that i'm going to run with well you know there's my
2: th- you know i think that when you close a deal with with a client that when you're working with them the thing that they remember the most is how they felt when they first started talking to you mm-hmm. in that pre-sales right and and so I think it sets the tone for everything. And you're right. Like when you're when I was a freelancer, when it was just me, mm-hmm. I, I I spent at least a quarter of my time doing nothing but sales. Right. So if I was trying to bill hourly, yeah, I was losing a quarter of my billings right. just for sales. Right. And that's something that we've been able to fix. We've been able to hire some really talented freelancers that don't know how or don't want to to do sales. And I can do it, and I can try my best to make sure that it'll be projects that we all really are truly passionate about. Yeah. And then everyone can focus on what they're the best at. And that's been able, that's allowed us to save money on cost of freelancers mm-hmm. because we can show them like we can keep you constantly busy. You know, don't, don't bill us the high hourly rate, give us a retainer or something.
0: All right, and you're going to do just the stuff you want to do. Yeah, and we'll keep you. But none of that other crap. Yeah. I mean, there should be more of you out there.
2: I mean, part of it's just because, you know,
0: we have cost
2: uh, limitations. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we're a small company. We can't pay a designer what someone at Mutual Mobile would get paid. We have to find ways to bridge the gap. You know? yeah. Flexibility, pay, working what you love, working when you want, how you want, for the most part is, is the name of the game, I think, for us.
0: Do you think this will change? I mean, look at the size that you guys are at now. Eight people. Do you think they'll ever be 12, 16, 24 I'm going to say no.
2: Because um, you know, we're, we're recording well, this. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you also gave us a, a, some great advice when we started. You said, well, you know, don't say no to things that are interesting that you should take on. And that's, that's kind of what we did. You know, we, we, we haven't grown just to grow. We've grown because we said yes to projects that we were really excited in. And we just had to grow to to do those. So I don't, you know, I don't know. We might scale down. We mm-hmm. might scale keep scaling up. But I think the plan for us now is just to have a core set of full time people. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be four or five total. And then if we need to scale up beyond that, it'll it'll, it'll probably be with with strong partnerships with with consultants. Mm-hmm. And and then if we keep growing, then we will funnel them in that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think it's, it's really cool to me because for so long I was like anti-offices, anti, you know, I was a hundred percent like everybody should telecommute unless there's something that you need to physically do. Yeah. And it, and, and my attitude about that started to change as I became an employer. And this wasn't the first company here that, that I was in where I was doing this. I wasn't necessarily writing checks for people at, at, when I was a CTO, but I was building a team of people and that decision of like, huh, I could have these people, you know, I could draw from this talent that's here in town. I could bring these people in and create a cool place for us to go. Yeah. Cause I remember I would talk to people who were in an office and I like, oh, I love going to the office. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, I love it. I love going in. I'm like, really? And it turns out I just worked for the crappiest, companies most corporate stooge offices than the world that are or or that's what normal was and i just was working in a normal place but no matter what they sucked it was not fun to go in
2: a lot of companies are people businesses you know people want to be around people people want to build connections people want to build their rolodex you know sure you can you can do a lot of this stuff and you can even learn remotely but i think what you get when you work
0: face-to-face with someone is uh, really hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you're at a stage in your career, whether that's early in your career or whether that's at a growth stage in your career, it really helps to be around human beings. It really helps to be in an office where you can meet other people and new people and interact with them and interact with clients. I'll tell you what. There are so... There are so many people Hattie, I know you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to be able to agree Jump with in. this. Yeah. What a difference it makes when we go and have an in-person meeting with a big sponsor.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: What a difference it makes in establishing that relationship even just this person that you've been on the phone with or that you've, you've
1: emailed a it, billion emails right. back and forth. Like
0: when you meet them in person it changes everything. everything changes. It's everything changes. That is absolutely right. I think
1: that uh, a big Part of that for is the better, like,
0: I mean it yeah, it changes for anybody,
1: the anybody can email, anybody can phone call anybody you know, but what sets you apart is really taking the time and making sure that they know that they matter. Everybody yeah. likes to be treated well, and everybody likes to be treated like they're special, you know, so I think I always think of it like this when we go and visit our sponsors, that's our thank you note, you know. That's our big thank you note to them to, and like we actually don't just care about the checks you send us. We actually care about the human connections that we're making and how much fun we can have together when we work together. Right, And like the better I know you, the more ideas we can have because then I know how you think in a more clear way because I've actually met you in person and I can understand even your emails better, you know, like mm-hmm. little little phrases that I may have taken one way. Now I know oh, I, now I know exactly what he's talking about or, yeah. oh, I can actually read the emails in their voice right. in my head. Right. And it's just it's really different and it's really nice. And,
0: and the same is true. Vice versa. For, yeah, yeah. From their from their standpoint, you know sure. that. It, and I think this is. True for client work, too, in that, you know, sometimes. Somebody's so famous and so talented and you're like, Oh, we want you to design our logo and you can meet with them even by phone or by Google Hangout or whatever, you can meet with them and you can say, All right, you know, here's what we're looking for and they can go off and do it. But if you're engaging in a in a longer term month, three months six month kind of a kind of a plan with them, and that's why I hear you talk whenever I'm, you know, outside your door listening. That's the kind of thing you're talking about, Anthony, you're you're talking about longer term engagements, you know, yeah. and how important how important in, in what you do is it to meet a company or spend time with them face to face or. or? I, I think we deal with both sides of that spectrum
2: that you just you guys are discussing the designers in us don't want to leave our, the office or the computer. We just want to be left alone to design. Right. right. And then the the client service people in, the, in in us wants to build these relationships with our client partners. Because we really do, honestly, see our client partners as partners. Because we spend the majority of our time trying to figure out who should we say yes to, right. And who to say no to. So once we say yes to them, like going back to also retention, mm-hmm. it is important. It is critical, mission critical, for us to have a good relationship. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you know, you talk to someone on a conference call all the time, but you don't really know their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, things can get a little shaky, and sometimes you have to be willing to spend ten thousand dollars to take your people to San Francisco right. for a last minute meeting. Right.
0: And you that, know, or if, and I mean, if there's a project and it's getting weird or yeah. maybe they're, you know, maybe they're hiring a, a, a different person to take over the liaison role that you had with them. Yeah. And that, and that's changing. Maybe the contact I remember, uh, we had a sponsor who was working with us for a long time and, uh, they were leaving to go in within the company, but they were going to take over a different division of the company. And we're like, well, crap, who's this new person? Maybe they'll, they're not going to like podcasts. Maybe they're going to want to put all their money in web or whatever. You go out there and you, you meet them. You know, if this is... if And now, obviously, maybe you can't afford to do that on a $5,000 project. But on a $50,000 or 150000 or more, I mean, get on a plane and, mm-hmm. and go visit them. They'll remember it. They'll remember it. And if they're trying to make a decision, oh, should we hire those fun-sized people or should we hire this other company... The fun size, they came out and visited us twice last year. I really like them. Let's stick with them. It's little things like that that because this is business decisions, as much as well, it's business, not personal, it's always personal too. There's an aspect of it that is about humanity, and there an aspect of it that's like I shook this person's hand and sat across from them at a table and then we had lunch and we had a drink. Like that matters. And if these things sound scary to you if these sound like things that you don't want to do maybe you shouldn't be running your own business you should find someone like anthony and go work for him yeah because he'll do that yeah i'll do that <laughs> and it's it's you know it's just so
2: crazy because i i believe that it, it is completely personal you know anyone can offer services or goods yeah but it's the relationship you have with that with the you know vendor or that client or whatever that makes it more than just a transaction Mm-hmm. um if we just sat, in the, you know, stayed back in the woodwork and offer our service. You'd would, still be doing great work, right? You'd still be doing great work, but there's a lot of people doing great work, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it differentiates us a little bit, the way the way that we work. Uh, you know, we learned a lot from our, we have a strategic business partner called Sputnik and they did their branding company. Yeah, they did every, great work. Every single one of their presentations is done on site. Mm-hmm. They Are they have, here in Austin? Yeah. If, if but do they have clients anywhere? Yeah, they'll. I mean, they they will not present the work without you know booking the flight, and they pay for it out of their own money. Right. From my understanding, they don't build to the client really because they realize that that's going to build a better relationship. And some, you know, I hate to say it, but it it is quality is important too. But I think when someone knows you, mm-hmm. they they're a little bit more understanding of like, okay, well, it'll take. It, a little more understanding we might take a little longer to get to where we need, but I know you. Right. And we can talk to each other and we can figure it out together.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. And they did your, they did your logo. They did. And, uh, that's on the new mug that you have here. Yeah. But cool if anyone wants a mug, they can come get one. So, oh, and you, and last thing I wanted to mention, just a little detail for, for people who are doing their own business. What's the story with, uh, with your Twitter account? Oh, oh this is so cool. Yeah. So can you talk about that yet? Yeah. Um, w- so we
2: have Fun Size Corp as a Twitter account. I mean, our business is a corporation, so it did make sense, and it's an oxymoron, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But we we there's a Fun Size Twitter handle that hadn't been used in like four years, and so we uh, uh, we had to pay for trademark. I don't even know how much it cost. Natalie paid for it. Hopefully, it wasn't everything we had. In the <laughs>
0: Trademarking market. is 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 tedious but affordable.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of work to do it. Um, but yeah, we got a trademark. So we we're going to be able to take over that
0: Twitter handle. Right. Cause it wasn't used, but you had to prove that you were like a legit thing yeah. and you know, and that, and, and there's a whole, they have a whole process for that, but it's just, you know, little, little things like that are so important when you're, uh, when you're building a business, when you're starting a company to think about it like, you know people are still so obsessed with with domain names well we couldn't get that domain name well see, you can pick any company name you want and eventually you'll be in a position where you can say yeah we can get that domain name that we want or we can get that twitter handle that we want and it's you know all of these are just the little building blocks of making a company you know you start out even even um what was the what was the company i was just thinking of the other day uh, dropbox they used to be, I think, getdropbox.com mm-hmm. when they first started. Getdropbox.com. Now they're just dropbox.com. Well, oh, that's right. They obviously didn't have the check to write out to buy Dropbox right. until later. You can get it later. Yeah, you know, you'll get it eventually. And that's that's the kind of thing that uh, you know. And I think I think the fact that on your website, like you're like we are a husband and wife, you know, mobile product development company, like that's a selling point for you guys that we used to always want to seem like big companies. You know, we used to always want to seem like we were, we, I mean, I'm talking the industry in general, like the text on the website would be like, our team can build it. And when really there was no team, it was just like me, you know, in a room. And maybe I would hire one or two freelancers for a small project. Like now that's appealing to me. If I wanted to build something, I needed a design studio to build something, I wouldn't be like, wow, these A, these people do amazing work. B, maybe they're gonna be a little bit more affordable because it's not some huge international corporation. And number three, like that's their reputation. Then
2: I can't afford to lose your
0: business. Yeah. So. There th- that contract we have with you is is making a difference in your mortgage. And and that also means the last point, if I hire you to do it, Like I'm helping several human beings have a better life in some way or another, as opposed to just money funneling away into the bank accounts, you know, overseas, like this actually affects your life and you're going to care about it more. That's all of those things are, and you're going to do your best work every time because you have to. Yeah, you have to. It's pretty cool. And you have to,
2: you know, for people that have spent their careers, mastering a craft that are now finding themselves being a business leader. Um, you have to learn to let go when you have people that you can trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do have people that I can trust. And so I, you know, had to just be, get a little smart and learn to let go because I don't, you know, the the other truth is I don't want to work, you know, I only want to work, you know, four to six, seven hours a day. I don't want to work more than 32 hours a week and I have to let go. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to comment on that last point that you made a second ago. Um, I find that very interesting one of the things that, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way at Five by Five and the way you hire, but there's, there's a sense of pride in being involved in the design or the tech or the industry you guys mm-hmm. are in here in Austin that, is, that makes, you, makes us want to work with people locally because there, there hasn't been a lot of that in Austin, right. and it's growing, and it, it, it's still trying to mature. But uh, I'm really proud of the community And this is the only city that I've lived in where I was truly proud of the community.
0: I feel the same way. Yeah. Totally the same way. And if, if there's a designer, developer, audio person, producer, whatever, that's physically here in town versus somebody who can do the same exact thing out of town, maybe even for less, I'll hire them here because I like this town I like this community and I want to do anything that I can to support it even buying comic books from a local comic book shop and then using the you know the AR code to buy them and get them on the iPad like that supports the local community and I want to do that because I care about where I live I care about yeah. this town you know and I I want businesses and people here to be successful so that this place keeps being a good place to live and keeps getting better and that's a great point All right.
2: It's an investment in people.
0: Yeah. No, it absolutely is. So, people want to
2: follow you or hire you. Where do they go? What do they do? If you're interested in following me, I'm Mantuan on Twitter. I love that. And (laughs) our company is FunSize Corp.
0: And if you're going to, that's on Twitter. And the domain is funsize.co. That's right. Put these into the show notes. Show notes are at 5x5.tv slash quit slash. Oh, why am I recording this? Hattie is a frequency 147.
1: That's okay. It's 42. Quit. Number forty-two.
0: like I say I have to rename this file. That's
1: fine. Doesn't take a second.
0: Five by five. slash quit slash forty-two. Thanks very much for tuning in. Hattie can be followed on Twitter. Hattie Bird. H a d d i e Bird. Hattie Bird. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Thanks very much for tuning in today, Anthony. Thank you for coming in. Recording with us. Thanks for the invite. Let's not make it another year. Let's do this yeah. again sooner. <laughs> right over there. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's been a whole year, and you can't even walk ten steps that's in right. here.
2: Thanks oh. a lot.
0: Now, did, uh, now, uh, okay. So we'll we'll end the official show here. Maybe we'll call Natalie for the after dark. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it. Anyway, thanks everybody. Five by five. TV slash quit. There's a little newsletter there, which I promise we'll start going out of one day. And uh, and that's it. Have a good weekend. Have a good Friday. Thanks, everybody.